All right, we are going to dive right into this episode um, all about running. In this particular episode, I'm going to cover breathing techniques. We're going to talk about injury, how to deal with it, because it's going to happen. If you're you're running any amount of distance, it's just a matter of time before you get injured. Um, how to deal with it, how to recover from it, and how to push through it. Uh, then I'm going to I'm going to cover kind of a recap of everything. You know, go back to episode one, fundamentals, pulling yourself off the couch and getting your lazy ass out there on the road and running. Um, cover, again, recap, uh, milita- running for the military, boot camp, buds, special operations, all that kind of stuff, and what kind of general mileage you should be doing. I'll cover some of the interval stuff and things like that. And we'll kind of wrap up this running series uh, with that. <clears throat> And get on with the podcast. So, so diving in, um, I got a ton of questions on Instagram about breathing techniques, and it struck me as kind of odd because I don't, I guess I don't practice a breathing technique. I was trying to think about it when I was running the other day. I was like, well, how do I really breathe? I, you know, I start to run and and I start to breathe more. Am I breathing through my nose or my mouth or? Or what have you. I think it's a little bit of both for me. Um, I don't have a specific in through the nose and out through the mouth or whatever. I think that uh, the more that you run, you're going to come up with something that works for you. I think a lot of where the questions are coming from is people are getting like side pains. They're, um, you know, they haven't really run a lot and they're not used to to breathing heavy and it and it sucks right so you're kind of looking for for some kind of breathing technique to help with that um i can remember i don't know it was years ago but they had that a lot of people wearing those those nose things that go over the top of your nose and like expand your nostrils or something like that it was so ridiculous um i'm kind of old school in the fact that you know i just run and yeah if i run faster i breathe harder and there's no specific way that I, I, I breathe. I, I think you're going to find that, uh, that's going to kind of be a, a non-issue for you, especially if you start to run a, on a consistent basis, you'll, you'll focus less on that and more on kind of, uh, setting up your plan for how far you're going to run that day or that week, uh, and, and what have you, um, you know, I, I looked up a couple of breathing techniques and I was just like, it just seemed really kind of silly to me personally. And I hate to just blow this one off, but it's kind of true. I mean, and I think it's coming from a lot of people that are, that are just, like I said, in the beginning of running or, uh, or, you know, really putting in some miles, uh, you kind of forget about it after a while. I mean, you think about it when of course you're tired and you're, you're breathing heavy and it sucks. Uh, but I don't think one technique is going to trump another, whether it's in through the nose and out through the mouth or only breathe through your mouth or only breathe through your nose. Man, air goes in your body and your muscles need that oxygen to move. And when there's not enough, you breathe heavier and your body wants to breathe more. So uh, that's kind of the caveman answer for you. My answer to that is continue running and and stress less about the breathing part of it okay i know in the fundamentals on episode uh i forget which episode was but the first in the series i talked about running at a comfortable pace where you could talk with somebody 
right? You could carry on a short conversation of, hey, how was your day? Uh, good and cool. What are you doing this weekend? That sort of thing. Um, and then increasing that speed where it's pretty uncomfortable to talk. You would be pretty out of breath to try to carry on a conversation. And that's how I've always gauged it when, when I'm running. So anyway, breathing, uh, like I said, my caveman answer is just run more and you'll forget about breathing because it's going to come pretty naturally as you put in more and more miles out there. Um, next subject injury. It's going to happen to you guys. You're going to get injured. Some of you are probably dealing with some sort of injury right now uh, related to running. Now, whether most likely, yeah, most likely it's, it's going to be shit splints. Um, that's, that's the most common thing that I hear. Uh, I've had them before. They suck. I usually get shin splints when I'm running downhills or I'm in a race or something like that. And I'm slapping my feet on the ground pretty hard. Uh, that vibration runs up your foot and your into your tibia and fibia and shakes that that uh, muscle fascia and it hurts right um, so shin splints are miserable and you got to go back to how your feet are striking the ground okay uh, first of all if you have shin splints yeah you gotta ice your shins and you gotta you gotta elevate your legs at least three times a day and I'm not just talking about like you got to get that ice on your legs and really focus on that. Some people don't do that enough. Um, do it. So, I mean, your, your legs pretty, my legs kind of go numb when I do that, but I, I really focus on elevating your legs and that's going to help with circulation. Um, you got to do it multiple times a day too, especially if, it, if you have bad shin splints, should you go back to running right away? Well, maybe you should slow down quite a bit. And like I was going to say is, really think about how you're impacting the ground with your legs okay if you're a flat-footed runner which i am uh i have been in the past or your you heel strike meaning your front foot when it goes out it the heel hits first which is a natural thing for most of you because you're wearing these big pads on your feet and you heel strike okay um Running down hills, I usually slow down and I avoid slapping my feet when I'm running down hills. If I'm running too fast, I'll do that and that will cause shin splints for me. So look at how you're running, how you're striking the how you're striking the ground, and that's gonna that's really gonna help you out uh, with shin splints going forward in the future. Um, that impact. Now, one thing that uh, I've done in the past, which has really helped me, is is watch the vertical distance that you're traveling. Okay, now you're like, oh, what is that? What are you talking about? Well, as you're running, you have a bounce to you. Most people do. And you're trying to limit that bounce. Um, and, and how do you determine that bounce? Well, somebody could look at you while you're running. Oh, well, yeah, you're kind of bobbing up and down. You're, you're almost jumping. Well, while you're running, uh, don't do this in traffic and things like that. But if you close one eye while you're running, you will see how much vertical bounce you have. So next time you're out there jogging around the block, close one eye and try to try to run so your vertical bounce isn't very excessive, right? You you want it obviously you want all that energy moving forward. So you're running on the front 30 of your foot. Um, you're not striking your heel. Your your head is leaning forward. It's not laying you know, leaning back, looking at the sky, all miserable, and you're not bouncing straight up vertically and back down. Okay. 
that energy is all being pushed forward and that's going to help you out tremendously. So think about that a little bit. Back to injury. Um, Some of you may be dealing with some sort of minor or even major stress fracture, which is a crack in the bone. Um, And yeah, you need to, you need definitely get off your feet. Uh, A doctor's going to prescribe you some sort of uh, uh, ibuprofen or something like that. And you got to ice and elevate your legs that, you know, when you get a stress fracture, you got to stay off your feet. Uh, You shouldn't be out there running a 10 K because your body needs to heal. Um, And it's going to heal stronger and you're going to get back on your feet. I've made the mistake of just running through injuries like, Oh man, that hurts, but I'm just going to keep running. And guess what? Stress fractures just get worse. Okay. They don't get better. Um, you got to get off your feet as, as crazy as it is. You got to get off your feet and heal up. Okay. So you can run again. Now, other common injuries are the ITB strains that, uh, I forget the medical term for them, but it's, it's those, uh, ligaments on the inside and outside of your leg. Those can start to become tender as they rub across your bone and, and become pretty miserable. When I was going through buds, I was obviously a really strong runner, um, but I don't know, like eight or eight or nine weeks in, um, I started to get a ITB strain, and it freaking sucked. I mean, it was super painful. Um, and what is the treatment for that? Well, you got to stop. You know, you, you got to stop running for a bit, and because you're irritating the the ligaments over there, and uh, again, the ice comes up. Um, they do have some anti-inflammatory drugs that the doctor might prescribe to you. I've never been a fan of taking pills whatsoever, so I never really took them. Uh, ice, elevation, and if you can, uh, avoid running maybe for a couple days or slow down. Now, I've had uh, injuries for an ITB and also ankle injuries for me. I've, I've had some pretty serious ones. Uh, I, you know, there's this type of shoe I just can't run in and you're going to find this as you run more and more, you're going to get a shoe that you're like, wow, man, I'm really getting hurt or I'm not sure what's going on. You may not think it's your shoe, but every shoe on your foot, uh, as your foot strikes the ground, you're going to have a little bit of, um, uh, rocking in the foot when it strikes the ground, right? There's, there's a little bit of movement there and it can be positive or it can be negative effect on your foot. And that's what I found like with ASICs. I can't run an ASICs. Uh, when I land on my feet over time for just how those things are built, I, it just wrecks my ankles and I, I start to really feel it. So if you're, you're, if you're having a significant amount of injuries and pain and shin splints and things like that, you may want to look at switching out your shoes. Uh, there's so much that goes on from your foot striking the ground, the energy traveling through your ankle and up through your knee to your body that, that, that could be a factor. Um, I'm not saying go out and just buy brand new shoes right away, but try a different brand completely. That's kind of what I did and it fixed pretty much everything. Um, Another common injury is rolling your ankle. Um, That's my most common injury. I had some really bad ankle rolls in when I was running in college and uh, in the SEAL team as well. Man, does it suck. And what happens when you roll your ankle is you stretch out those um, those ligaments inside there. Now, ligaments are 
that attaches bone to bone. You got tons of bones in your ankle. And when you roll your ankle, uh, it stretches out those, those ligaments. And they don't necessarily just go right back to the same size, okay? So you're, for me especially, your ankle gets loose. And you're pr more prone to run, uh, roll your ankle. If you have something like this, um, this is what I recommend and it really works. Uh, each night, kind of sit on your butt or sit, uh, prop your leg up onto your knee, kind of like you're sitting, uh, uh, I guess, cross-legged. Um, or like if you're in your chair, you bring your leg up over your knee. You could sit there and write the alphabet, trace the alphabet with your toe of your foot. And that's going to strengthen your ankles considerably. When you get to Z, your, your ankle is going to be burning. Like it's difficult to do. Do that, uh, you know, two, three times a day and you'll start to strengthen your ankle and you'll be able to catch yourself when you feel your ankle roll. And that's what I do. I, I try to stay on pretty stable ground. I love running off-road, but man, it sucks when I roll, roll my ankle. I've dislocated my ankle snowboarding actually once. My, my ligaments are so loose that I landed on a snowboard and my ankle actually uh, popped out of the socket and was facing inward. Uh, a buddy of mine had to pop it back into place and then it swelled up and I was done running for or, and snowboarding for quite some time. But so yeah, ankle injuries, shin splints, stress fractures, ITB. Those are the most common type of injuries that you're you're going to experience. Most of the other ones are muscular. You know, you're going to have some muscular pain. I know if I do some heavy, heavy sprints, I have a tendency to kind of do a minor, uh, like a hamstring pull, and and that sucks. I, I hate that. Um, and I'll use one of those um, rollers, I guess uh, they sell them at Target and other places, but I'll roll my legs on those and that, that seems to really help. If you don't have one of those, you can use like a plastic um, plastic like drinking cup uh, or, or a, a drinking glass, like a plastic one. Don't use a glass one for obvious reasons, but you roll that up and down your leg and then you can actually lay your leg on it and roll uh, your hamstring on it. That helps quite a bit as well um those are the injuries and it, and it sucks most you know most of the time um now i'll take a day or two off and and really take care of that injury in the past i just ran through it and sucked and i didn't do a very good job of caring for myself so um definitely get ice on there elevate and take care of yourself if you need to take a, a day or so off it's going to help in the long run you're going to be able to run longer so there's injuries there, those are the most common ones i may have skipped over one or two uh if you're dealing with something that uh that i didn't mention obviously i'm not a doctor but I've, I've had almost every single kind of running injury there is um even those weird pains in the middle of your foot uh i just couldn't couldn't figure out what it was but uh, you can send me an email. I left my email in the show notes. Uh, so if there's injuries you're dealing with, send me a uh, send me a, uh, DM. Happy to help you out or or an email. All right. So we covered caveman breathing. Uh, we covered injury. Let's go through a recap of all this stuff. All right. All the way back to fundamentals. Yeah. Fundamentals of running are really simple. I mean, it's just all about consistency. 
you got to be consistent. You can't you can't go weeks without running and expect to get better and your breathing to get better and not to get injured, right? You got to be consistent, but definitely start off slow. Build up that mileage, that weekly mileage over time, over weeks and weeks. Okay. Um, if you're if you're brand new to running, uh, maybe you're walking at first. Maybe you're walking on the block, then you're gonna then you're gonna run for five minutes. That's totally okay. I'd rather be consistent than do too much. Okay. Um, if it helps you, and this is what I do, I go, hey, I'm gonna I'm just gonna run for say 20 minutes, and I think about it like, hey, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run for 20 minutes, and if I walk, that's okay, and if I run the whole time, awesome. If I'm feeling super froggy, then I'll I'll pick it up for a minute or two at a higher pace and then I'll come back down to that, uh, that, that easy pace. Um, so fundamentals, be consistent, uh, do it every day, make it, a, make it a part of your life for you. Very, very beginner runners. I, I wouldn't recommend at running every single day, you know, maybe three, three days a week, four days a week, uh, for the first four or five weeks. And I would keep your mileage 25 miles per week and under for the first couple weeks and then edge it up from there. Uh, you can start incorporating uh, one long run per week for those beginners. You know, it might look like a three to five mile run might be your long run. Intermediate, you might be five to nine miles um, and everybody else, like my long run is 10 miles plus typically. And uh, your runs during the week, add interval training in there. Like what I mentioned, you know, maybe you have a mile warm up. And then you do 30 seconds at a higher pace, get your heart rate up, and then come back down to your, your normal pace. And then every 30 seconds, maybe you're alternating that. That's really going to help your running. It's going to help to strengthen your legs um, and things like that. If you have a chance to run hills, then do it. There is no better way to increase endurance and strengthen your legs than running hills. Um, there's a great resource called Uphill Athlete. Training uphills. Some of my best times in my marathon and other races is when I'm running uphills, and not just road hills, but um, doing doing like an all-out effort up a steep hike. You know, it's like man, you cannot run up that, but man, I'm hiking really fast and I'm slobbering on myself because it's just ridiculously steep. Do stuff like that throughout the week. You know, maybe one day a week you're doing that. Um, those that are pretty advanced, maybe that's twice a week for you, but get after the hills and, uh, charge up them. Okay. That's going to help out your endurance, your strength, um, everything like that. So fundamentals, you should have some sort of functional exercises throughout the week, um, as a part of your training program as well. Squats and burpees and push-ups and, and basic sit-ups, uh, if you have weights, then there's other things you can do. If you follow my daily workouts in the stories on Instagram, um, you're, you're going to get strong and you're you're going to have endurance as well. You're going to increase both. You can do those workouts without any weights whatsoever. Uh, if you come back after a run and you do 25 squats, 25 burpees, and you know if that's all you did on a daily basis and you're consistent about it, then man. Yeah, over time, you're really going to get strong and you're going to have a high level of endurance. Make this a part of your routine every day, right? You see from my stories, and at least on Instagram, some of you, you know, I say, hey, you don't skip breakfast, do you? 
most of you don't, then don't skip working out. Just add it into your day. Like it's just something you do, like brushing your teeth. You know, just, yeah, it's hard, of course, but your body needs it. It needs to stay healthy to face all the challenges you guys are up against. So don't skip your workouts. Um, what did we cover in, uh, in the second part of the running series? We covered everything that has to do with running and uh, like boot camp, special operation programs, and preparing for that. Okay. Um, and as I think back to that episode, you know, really talked about upping your mileage a little bit. Uh, boot camp, you're not going to do a ton of running, but you're under a lot of stress and you are going to be required to run. Uh, it's not going to be at the level of obviously special operations, but you, you need to run. You got to move your body over some distance. So if, if you're at that beginner level, 25, 30 miles per week, great. You're going to do fine in boot camp and when you move on from there, for sure. Um, if you're going after a special operations contract, you definitely need to be in the 40 to 50 miles per week um, before you get there. Um, because your body's going to endure, not endure, but it's going to experience a lot of stress and impact. And you need to have that base of endurance and running um, to survive through it without without getting injured and have no stress fractures, right? You don't want to show up to some of these programs without having that base in there because you're going to be way behind the eight ball. And you're not going to be able to push through when you get injured. You're not going to be able to push through when... Um, you know, you're in the ocean doing a two-mile open ocean swim, and then you have to run, or you do an obstacle course, then you have to run afterwards, right? It's really going to help you out. So, um, more questions on that. If some of you have uh, um, SEAL contracts or anything special operations r- related, send me an email, justinoles808 at gmail.com. I'll leave it in the show notes. Happy to help you out where I can, um, send you a training program, uh, you know, a few weeks uh, of programming. Uh, for you to get ready Um, just let me know how far out you are that sort of thing so that's that's really going to help a high amount of base mileage is is really going to set you up for success if you have a choice between increasing your swimming and running i'm going to say running every single time you're not going to really get too much more benefit by crushing it at the pool now if you're at the pool you know doing some sort of swimming uh, intervals and you're hopping out and you're doing push-ups and you're going on a run, absolutely, I recommend that. But just straight swimming to get better at just swimming, um, it's not, shouldn't be your focus. Uh, running should be. Uh, what else did we cover? That was a, basically, the, you can go back and listen to those episodes if this is, this is what you've been, if this was the first one you jumped into. Um, but running is basic, guys. Okay, kind of bring this all together. You know, we were born to run. Um, If you haven't read that book, Born to Run, it's phenomenal. It kind of backs up everything I'm saying about running on the front part of your foot, using that spring action of the Achilles heel. And, you know, just really thinking about your running mechanics and how you're moving your body. Okay, if you see your arms are flailing all over the place, it's about energy conservation on the upper half of your body, mental focus and your feet striking the ground if you're doing it very efficiently without very much vertical jump uh you're you're moving forward uh you're gonna do well again you got to be consistent that's it's really really key be consistent and and have fun with it too right 
Uh, I listen to podcasts while I'm out there. I listen to audiobooks. I feed my brain while I'm running. Um, and it really helps. And yeah, you definitely can run a 5K. You can run a 10K, half marathon, marathon, ultra marathon. But it takes that daily consistency of running to be able to get there, right? Running's been a big part of my life and it's uh, helped me mentally stay sharp and focused. And when I'm, you know, feeling beat up with everything else that's thrown, thrown at me, I go out and I run and it clears my head and I'm able to think straighter. I'm not sure what I would do without it personally, but, um, you know, your body releases endorphins and uh, there's other, obviously, health benefits from running. What you shouldn't do is... You know, get all motivated. You know, you see my Instagram and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna go crush it. And you go out there and, you know, crush it in a 15 mile or when you've never, never run beyond a mile again. And then most of you will feel awful. You might get hurt and you'll quit and you'll never run again. Start small. You know, I'm super encouraged by people who send me messages and they're like, hey, I ran, you know, I ran my first mile. It took me 25 minutes, but I did it. I ran, walk, and crawled it. Great. You know, then I, I tell them, I was like, hey, great, do it again tomorrow, do it again the next day. Even if it's just, cr- you know, crawling around the block or walking around the block, and that's all you did, then it's a success. Don't beat yourself up too much, okay? I'm running. And get out there and make it happen. Go for it. No excuses. That's it. That's all I got. We'll see you on the next episode.